1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This is Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse. FM 104.
0: I
2: can't imagine they're going to enforce, but now they're going to have powers to arrest anyway. and uh, They yeah. probably hit Look, you with a, a fine.
0: Uh, I don't know for sure I'm obviously just speculating but I'd say it's just a threat
2: well no no this is going to be but now they're actually going to have the powers and who knows they might be making they might want to make a show of one or two people so if you're going more than uh, outside your if you're taking non-essential travel to go down to your fancy holiday home down in Sligo or down in Clare or wherever it is you could be hit with two and a half grand fine and six months in prison they're obviously bringing this in to uh, prevent people from hitting the road and kind of not abiding by the guidelines and restrictions Easter weekend. I mean Easter, it's just you know, there's, there's no point in doing. We can't do anything for Easter weekend. And I know people no. are going into the gaff, so listen, it's it's mad, it's weird." Um, so there you go. Latest news that's coming in this evening at twelve o'clock. Two and a half grand fine, or and six months in prison if you are caught breaking the guidelines and the regulations and the restrictions. So that's fun.
0: <laughs> happy days. Yeah, anyway. happy uh, days for that now. So. I'm assuming Sunday then the restrictions will not be lifted.
2: There was No, I think they're going to continue. There was a hint of that earlier on that they're going to be continued on a little bit more. Official word will come on Friday evening as well. Uh, fingers crossed though that this will be over sooner rather than later I said, keep pointing to, uh, to uh, Austria Austria are easing the restrictions uh, come this Sunday the 12th because they've seen a reductions in their overall cases and numbers and deaths so they're flattening the curve and they're on the decline so there is an end in sight where it is we don't exactly know yet but fingers crossed this will all be over and done with shortly sooner rather than later because we are losing our minds a little bit stuck inside but it's the trying, obviously make sure that our hospitals are not overrun. So people like Helen, who is a nurse, isn't completely uh, run off her feet. We can kind of get back to things uh, as normal as possible. So listen, there you go. Uh, There's more information on FM104's Twitter and FM104.ie. That is the latest from uh, the HSC. That is the latest from Minister for Health, Simon Harris. Two and a half grand, six months in prison if you're caught breaching the guidelines. So that's going to be fun over the next while. Uh, On the way next, uh, would you buy yourself a smart toilet? Would you want a toilet that could analyse your samples and let you know whether or not you're sick because one of those has been invented and I'll tell you more about that next here on FM 104. This is Room
1: 104 with Cormac and Saoirse. FM
0: 104.
2: I was Post Malone, Circles, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Uh, On the way before the end of the show we'll be chatting to Daniel Swelo who is uh, living without money. He gave up money for 15 years of his life, doesn't use it, doesn't spend it, doesn't have a bank account. I lived in a cave, he had roadkill and things out of bins uh, for various different reasons. We'll be explaining, well, he will be explaining to you why he did it um, and what he got out of it. And, you know, is it even possible in 2020 to live without money? Who knows? But he'll be on um, in about half an hour's time explaining more. Now we got to do... Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. Oh, and there's a few weird ones in here this evening. And the first one, would you use a smart toilet, Sirship?
0: I'd love to use a smart toilet. Like, I love the idea of this.
2: So this is something that they're working on over at Stanford University. And when I say smart toilet, it's, <laughs> it's mad. It's it's something that you'll be able to apply to your own uh, bathrooms as well. You won't need to buy in a whole new toilet. And the idea comes from a guy. He's a professor over there, Professor here, Gam here. I'm probably pronouncing his name incorrectly. But he's the chair of radiology at Stanford University. And... He makes a good point as to why he thinks toilets should be smart and, you know, put in with health monitoring services because if you have a, a Fitbit or any sort of tracker, the problem there is you, you might use it for a couple of weeks and then you might stop using it.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, if you're using something like this smart toilet, you can never tell, you can be fit and your Fitbit can tell you that you've done as many steps as you have. But a toilet that can read your, you mm. know what, will be able to tell you if you're sick.
2: But the thing about it is you have to use a toilet every single day. So there's no, like, uh, option of, you know, you can put your... your Fitbit can be thrown in a press and you never see it for six months of the year. You have to use a toilet every single day. So what he thinks is that what he wants to see is every single household in the world would have an integrated smart toilet that would then feed in to your hospital or your doctor and you'd have all this amazing data and, and preventative data that would be able to kind of help save your life. So what it does is... It is able to analyze your your wee wee samples, and it does that using video. (laughs) It also does it because it's able to analyze it on a a, a microbial uh, on a like cellular level as well. It's able to analyze it. It's not able to analyze cellularly yet with your stool samples, but it uses video for that as well. Um, And what it's able poor doctor, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a little it's bit grim. Weak. So they say it's a disease-detecting precision health toilet. And the way it does this, it has a number of devices that sort through an array of health monitoring things that look for disease. So video captures urine and stool samples and then a set of algorithms process them. The algorithms can distinguish normal urodynamics, which is, get this, flow rate, stream time and total volume, among other parameters, Um and so it's using video if you've got an issue with, uh, I don't want to go into the specifics, but it's videoing your wee, and it's also analyzing your wee, and that's sent to uh, data storage in the cloud where it's analyzed. And then if there's any issues, they can be flagged. They haven't yet found out a way to do this uh, to be able to like analyze your still samples, uh, which, you know, is a disgusting thing altogether, but may be able to provide some insights into it as well. And get this, obviously, how do you make sure that a shared toilet you're not giving like different samples from different people
0: yeah actually never thought about that so does it, ha- it clean it afterwards maybe
2: well obviously it's a normal toilet so it's flushed out but how does it know when you are coming in and how does it know to add your data to their to your pile for want of a better word and not mix there up? might
0: be something on the wall beside it that you just clock in
2: no, no, no they figured this out already they have put oh. fingerprint technology on the flusher
0: Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So you come in and you hit the flusher, and then it knows, oh, that was Sish's fingerprint. That massive four foot log that she just <laughs> left in there, that's hers. <laughs> There's definitely an issue. So we'll get on to her doctor right away and go, what's the oh, story?
0: Oh, my God. It
2: sounds like it, like it sounds a bit novel and juvenile um, and stupid, but at the same time, if you can get, obviously, you know, you can get certain. Um, like they will be able to test for certain types of cancers for like kidney and bladder and different things like that and, and other types of uh, problems and health issues so they can do things like that and um, it's not a bad idea said so we have to use the toilet every single day so why not uh, smart it up and, and, and do that
0: It is a good idea but I just think it's one of those private things that you don't want anyone seeing so you know if you went to the doctor about a problem to do it down there yeah. and you're describing they're asking to describe it or whatever and then you, you do describe it but they don't see it you're not bringing in a no. Sample.
2: Well, well, these guys won't see it either. They're just they're analyzing the samples in the toilet, so the sample is like the toilet turns into like a little microscope nearly. So they're oh, not getting. So s- they don't see. No, no, no. They're not. They're not sending. No one's live streaming your Wii on your Facebook, and then human <laughs> doctor over the other end is going, "Why did I agree that to sign looks this up?" Horrific. Ringing you there, because going. I just...
0: You know the way sometimes you see those. Uh, is it embarrassing bodies that show? Yeah, it, w- it would tell you what a normal one looks like.
2: Yeah, no, So I thought it
0: was kind of more visual.
2: No, no, it's just, it's just alg- algorithms analyze it and then are able to determine, one, they can, it can analyze your Wii properly. So it can analyze it on a cellular level and run a couple of tests and there you go. Um, and then uh, uh, it, it doesn't send pictures to doctors. It just analyzes it there and then and it sends the data away. But I mean, there you go. That could be a potential risk because if that information is connected to the internet, someone could hack into your toilet camera. Oh, theoretically. Okay. And then, you know, people are talking about getting their their sexy pictures put online.
0: You don't want that online.
2: You don't really want that online, do you? And I don't think most people would put it online. But you never know. That's a risk. So, smart toilets, ladies and gentlemen. The test was run with 26 people. They're not available yet. It's currently in research. But apparently, it will be coming um, uh, over the next couple of years. And that's from a researcher and a professor over at Stanford University. Uh, Next, WhatsApp is introducing something to try and help stop the spread of misinformation on your WhatsApp messages.
0: I did see this now. So so they're they're slowing it down. Aren't they slowing down the forwarding?
2: Yeah. So they're reducing the amount of times a message can be forwarded so that we're not getting uh, losing our minds and getting out of control. Because obviously with the pandemic, some people, one, are either trying to take the piss and have a bit of crack. Other people are trying to maybe create chaos. Uh, and other people are just trolling. And maybe people just want to trick their mates. But one person can send it to two and two to four and then chaos. Yeah. Ensues. And this has been a massive problem as well because... They introduced this over in India a while ago. So what they're doing is restricting the amount of times that a single message can be forwarded to 20. So if you're the 20th person who gets a message, you will not be able to forward it on anymore. Now, that's not saying that you probably can't copy and paste it. You probably still can. But it's just a way to stop the spread of false, misleading information that's doing the rounds at the moment. So they did this. It's a good idea. It's a great idea. I was like saying, why don't you just take away the forwarding option at the moment? I mean, the only thing you want to forward are memes. uh, So that's not really an essential service, you know what I mean? So what what happened over in India before is, uh, like, there was people who were getting murdered and killed and lynched because of fake messages that were doing around in small towns in northern India. And that was all from uh, stuff they were hearing on WhatsApp uh, and messages that were being forwarded on WhatsApp. So they had to obviously do something there. So now uh, they're introducing this and they want to they think it'll probably reduce the volume of messages globally by about 25%. So you won't be able to spread too much BS information that you're following online from a random person. And you should just not do it anyway, because, you know, it's, it's generally either... If it's an audio message, it's generally someone talking, and then, then the sex screen woman will just come in at the yeah. end and we'll all be embarrassed anyway. Uh, and it's generally unverified information that never turns out to be true. So uh, that is being introduced as well. Now, if you've been using Zoom for any of your work meetups and your video conferencing calls, they've gotten a little bit of a bad rap over the last few days.
0: Oh no, I use it all the time. And the
2: last few weeks. So um, there's massive security issues with it. There has been Zoom bombing, which people are calling it, where people are just uh, getting the ID and can join it. Because you know, once you have the ID, I'm pretty sure you can just join anything. There's no uh, there's n- There wasn't any restrictions anyway. So if you were having a family Zoom party and I had the ID, I could just jump straight in so you couldn't block it. So they've introduced... Um, kind of waiting room areas for people to be verified in and password-protected things and password-protected rooms and stuff like that. But, real bad news for them today, the Taiwanese government has banned all official use of Zoom. <gasps> but they're not allowed using their video conferencing software. So, uh, Why? Uh, it turns out that, okay, so, Zoom has uh, uh, some connections with China. Taiwan and China don't really get on too well and they are banning They're banning it because some of the calls and the video messaging services, some of them on Zoom were routed through China. Uh, And there was fears there that the Chinese government were snooping on some of those Zooms that were coming through their servers in their countries. So Taiwan, which doesn't really get on too well with China, um, China claims the island is part of its own territory. Anyway they're banning Zoom from all their official work citing security reasons and obviously because uh, they found out there, there's something some link there with China that they're not too happy about so a, a bad blow for them too
0: yeah so what are they going to use instead I mean what else are people using house party uh,
2: house party house know. party <laughs> but like Skype and Google Hangouts I imagine are, are just as useful just as good I
0: yeah I guess so Zoom just seems to be the, the place to go
2: kind of came out of nowhere didn't it
0: like, oh yeah, yeah Zoom Ooh. bit of crack yeah I actually did
2: Cool. So um, that's happening at the moment as well. Also, this is good for parents of younger kids. Uh, If you have Netflix, Netflix is rolling out a series of new tools that parents can use to filter out what content their kids see while using the service. And get this, they will be able, you as a parent will be able to remove titles and movies and TV series completely from your child's library.
0: Oh, that's very good. But But here's... They could easily come across the horrible disturbing films that we are trying to review
2: yeah they could come across Mad Genius they could come across Tiger King they could come across loads of random stuff so I know there is a child's profile that you can set up on it but maybe something will slip through the net maybe something will be inappropriate for your child and you don't want them seeing it so you can now go in and remove stuff and uh, censor their library I know you you won't like this but you can censor your child's own stuff that's fine but here's what I was thinking as well could you set this up so that you know if you are watching something with your other half or your 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 fella or your missus, right? Yeah. And maybe they continually watch a series that you hate.
0: Yeah.
2: See where I'm going here? Yeah. So if if you're sitting down and every night you're sitting down to watch something on Netflix, and they're like, Oh, can I watch the next series? The next episode of that?" And you're like, oh, "Go on." Now, if you set them up like as a child, I have a child again. <laughs> You just delete the series oh and delete God. the movie from Netflix Number and go, 10 oh, Netflix they must so cool. have removed it, honey. What? Oh, oh Bridget Jones' diary isn't there anymore. Ah, oh, the pesky Netflix.
0: So I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to deal with that. I only have to deal with myself. But if I was in a relationship with somebody that was obsessed with a TV show that I couldn't stand, that would drive me mad. So that's a great idea. I
2: shouldn't laugh at this because I'm obsessed with watching ancient aliens, right? Absolutely love it. It's some of the most craziest stuff you'll ever hear. And I love it because it's so ridiculous. I don't love it because I believe it and I'm like, the aliens, the aliens built the pyramids. No, (laughs) slaves did. Let's call a spade a spade. They'd nothing better to be doing but um, I would love that but if, if my if my missus thought that she could delete that off Netflix I guarantee oh, she you she would, would. Yeah. and I'd be there going let's watch that and she's like yeah you can watch whatever you want and there'd only be like three things there
0: you see the difference between men and women women would be like oh is it gone oh all right, okay cool whereas you'd be like hang on a second and you'd look it mm, up
2: yeah See, like you deleted it this you is you a children's account Why am I just watching Peppa Pig constantly back-to-back here?
0: Oh, that's genius, though. I love that idea. Um,
2: Yeah, and then finally, speaking of movies, there's a new documentary coming out by... Oh, I can't remember who did it. It's called I Am Human. And it is a documentary following three people who have had uh, significant brain damage done to them and showing how technology can come in and help replace some of the functions that they have lost. Looks really, really interesting. One in particular is the story of a guy who's paralysed from the neck down. And what they've done is, he's kind of the first ever human cyborg in a way, in that they're not giving him machine parts, but they've connected wires up to the back of his head. Those wires then go into a computer, which then has more wires coming out of it that connect up to his arm. So what he is able to do is think about moving his arm. Those signals from his brain are sent to the computer. The computer then interprets those signals and then sends electronic uh, stimulation via wires into his arm so he's actually able to move his arm again. Oh. So obviously, Very the, the problem the problem with when you're paralysed is that the electronic signals can't get from your brain to your actual yeah. arm. And they're cut off. So they're kind of bypassing that so instead of trying to fix the spinal cord and fix the, the neurons and the nervous system that's there to try and help him get the signal to like move his arm and clench his fists, he is training a computer that will then instruct his arm to move. So there's you know, wires are hooked up to the nerves in his arms and they send electrical impulses into his arm that obviously contract the muscles and different things like that. But that's being controlled not by a physical thing, but by his brain.
0: Isn't that just incredible?
2: It's so like, weird. When you
0: think about it, you think like, well, for us, we think if you damage your spinal cord, then you need to fix the spinal cord where you you, you can... There's ways and means around it. Yes. Yeah, which is brilliant.
2: Yeah, so it turns out that it's not... Uh, yeah, they're not trying to fix that. Uh, some people are, but as a workaround, what they're doing is... Connecting wires to his brain, that's able to monitor when he's thinking about moving his arms. When those things light up, that sends a signal to the computer. The computer then sends signals down the wires that are attached to his arm. And he's able to move his arm.
0: Ridiculous. I love that. And, And
2: there's another one there about one of the other guys in that documentary is... Uh, he's blind and he's been given bionic eyes and he can kind of see the outline of shapes and stuff like that for the first time since he has gone blind. So uh, that I Am Human movie, it'll be premiering soon. Uh, Iamhuman.com, uh, I think, is the website if you do want to check it out. But definitely worth having a look at that because uh, um, it looks it looks really good. It's following another woman with Parkinson's as well who wants to uh, get back into painting um, and there's a lot of deep brain stimulation with electrodes on that as well. So that is... Uh, control Alt Delete uh, this evening. Speaking of Netflix, by the way, uh, there is. Uh, watch the movie. Have you watched that movie on Netflix, the documentary about the triplets? No. Oh, listen, let me tell you about that next because that is. Starts off so lovely and then gets. i heard about this. And then the, gets.
0: Yeah. A little, separated at birth.
2: Yeah, and then gets a little grim. I'll tell you about that as well. Also, uh, being in love cuts what in half? Uh, is it your bank balance maybe it is not being in love cuts what in half 0876797104 and then daniel suelo he is a man who gave up money will be on before the show's over the season
1: this is room 104 with Cormac and search ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue nile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments
2: FM 104. Harry Styles, adore you. It's Cormac and Sershi here on FM 104. And by the way, before we talk to, in about 10 minutes' time, we're going to be talking to a man who gave up money deliberately and on purpose and lived in a cave, eating dead animals off the road, and apparently has a better life than most of us. And um, we didn't get our conundrum. What do you mean? We didn't get the conundrum from earlier on, so we had someone on, uh, Danny Mackin, who is one of a, a guy from Kulak who was on Countdown this week. He was on Monday, he was on today, and he's on tomorrow. And the conundrum I had, it's a difficult one in fairness to it, is Rainless Goo. Who is that?
0: Did anyone guess?
2: Nope, no one got it.
0: Rainless Goo, I feel like I should
2: know it. You definitely should know this person.
0: Really? Yeah,
2: so they're a media personality and actress with the girl. Yes, Irish, yeah. Oh. And it's their first name and their surname, obviously. Rainless Goo.
0: Rainless Goo. Oh my god. Now are they young or old? Hmm. What what what's a is that 40 plus?
2: No, under 40.
0: Under
2: 40. A uh, guess is send them in. If you're listening, Rainless Goo, or a i n l e s s g o o. A difficult one. It's 11 letters. The current champion of countdown couldn't even get it.
0: <gasps> I think I know it.
2: Uh, okay, go for it. Laura Whitmore. <laughs> rainless Goo. Where in Rainless Goo is there a W? Wainless <laughs> Woo.
0: <laughs> oh, damn it! no um,
2: it is not Laura Whitmore
0: oh, that's gonna annoy me now. She's an Irish personality uh and actress an actress hmm rain, is... rain is... see, I'm thinking of people now, like Amy Huberman. <laughs>
2: No, you can't just bang out random names then. No, I can't. And go, uh
0: Oh, that's gonna annoy me now.
2: Miriam O'Callaghan. Nope.
0: <laughs> Rainless
2: goo. Rainless goo.
0: An Irish personality. An actress. Yeah. Well known actress?
2: Nope. What's she been in? Oh I the can't I, I can I can't I can't tell you that.
0: Yeah, but just Irish things? Yes. Is it really someone I'll
2: know then? Uh, yeah, you should.
0: God damn it.
2: Rainless goo. 87 it's Any ideas? No. Like, no. you really, really should know this person.
0: Mm. Are they still working now? Yep. Are they in a show now?
2: Mm No.
0: Are they presenting something now? Yeah. Oh. Oh oh. Oh oh
2: oh. Rainless Are they radio presenting goo. something now? Maybe.
0: What? In Ireland? Yeah. Ah lads. Really?
2: They're huge clues. We should all get that now.
0: Now I'm going to I'm gonna bang out everyone I know. Vogue Williams. <laughs>
2: Uh, now, it, it, Dermot sent in, he's after sending in one and then the second one. Your first guess, you got the first name right. Oh. Dermot.
0: What is the first name? <laughs> I'm
2: not telling you.
0: That's what I want to know.
2: I'm not telling you. You got the first name bang on.
0: I don't understand. I don't understand the acting part.
2: Listen, don't. B- before we get back to that, uh, Donato, good evening. Donato was sent in just a quick message. Uh, he said, he just wants. we'll read this out from Spar on Dame Street. Uh, his mother is the manager of the Spar on Dame Street. And here's what the Spar on Dame Street is doing. So, especially if you were...
0: By the way, I'm a huge fan of that Spar. It's
2: the, great, the greatest it? Spar in the, in the world, I think. Uh, spar on Dame Street is staying open 24 hours to meet the needs of our customers and to support the emergency services in need of coffee to keep them through the night. So we at Spar Dame Street, like everyone else, applaud the efforts... Uh, and the, and they are amazing and we will keep them topped up with tea and coffee for as long as we can so if you are in weary uh, if, so if you are weary or in need of a coffee or tea maybe or maybe just groceries pop in we are waiting for you keep your social distances so they're looking after frontline staff fair play to Spar on Dame Street um, so if you are a nurse or a paramedic or firefighter or a guard who's, um, they, they'll sort you out on Spar on Dame Street so Donato listen thank you very much for that and fair play to uh, Spar on Dame Street for doing that because I imagine
0: that's amazing.
2: Full fall has collapsed on Dame Street over the last while. Um, so fair yeah. play to for staying open 24 hours as well, which is ridiculous. So um, fair play, sparred Dame Street looking after that, the frontline staff and the emergency the emergency services back to rainless.
0: <sighs> like I'm so stressed even thinking about this. I'm trying to think of every radio presenter that I know. None of them are acting. Well... Fair city doesn't count.
2: Uh, Dermot, <laughs> Dermot got it. He's the only one so far to have correctly got it. Well done, sir.
0: Dermot, I know you follow me on Instagram.
2: No, 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 I no. I want to, I want to annoy her a little bit more and see if she gets oh, this on her own. Back
0: now, in my head, I won't get this on my own.
2: You really, really should. Rainless
0: goo. Yeah. Rainless goo. So Those L's and S. Hmm. 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 I can't ask that question I was going to ask a very inappropriate question because there is only one station in Dublin and that's FMH4
1: yep. yeah
0: uh, are they on radio outside of Ireland? no no
2: Kevin has finally gotten this as well well done Kevin that's Kevin and Dermot huh? well done lads. very well a played
0: are than more than acting?
2: no definitely not
0: so not one bit funny?
2: no not at all okay
0: No, I'm lost. Honestly, I can't think of anyone. I can't.
2: R- Rainless goo, folks. Come on now. Rainless goo. This is an e- no it's not an easy one, but you should get it.
0: Rainless goo. Do they have a full-time slot on radio?
2: Yeah, yeah. Monday to Friday.
0: Monday to Friday. Mm. No, they don't. I'm going through everyone they do not have it go through go
2: through rainless goo
0: I'm going through rainless goo (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying oh for god's sake so I feel like (sighs) wait a sec oh Uh, carry the one
2: if you know it if you're like Kev and if you're like Dermot who got it Let me know your answer. 087-679-7104. It's... No. Oh, for
0: God's sake. No. I'm... Like, no. I know the surname is obviously an O-O. No, it's not. Really?
2: Rainless Goo. No, no, no. The surname is not... It's a four-letter surname. Oh.
0: Rainless Goo.
2: So you have to make the first and surname out of all of the letters. Oh my god. There is one O in the first name. One O in the second name.
0: What does the first name begin with?
2: The second name be- begins with L.
0: The second name begins with L. So there's an L and there's an O. Yeah. Eh? Oh my. Oh my god. Eh? <laughs> How did I not get that? Eh? <laughs> it's me yay.
2: <laughs> we got there at the end like Sir- I'm
0: sweating <laughs> I'm sweating because I was going to name people on different stations that no, I should what? never have done no
2: god Hopefully no
0: how did I not get that
2: well listen it's it. you know Rainless Goo didn't does. even
0: know who I was
2: so there you go Rainless Goo is Saoirse Long yay that's your new name from now on Rainless Goo
0: and Dermot got that
2: uh, Dirma got that because you said Sir Sharon, and maybe that was just a good guess. But then I was like, Sir you yeah, got right the, the first name right. And you, then, I
0: wouldn't even have got that.
2: And then uh, Kev. Well done, Kev. Listen, Kev, did you work that out? Did you put it into an online anagram maker? Did you just cop it, what we were doing here? Yeah, there we go. Rainless Goo. Yeah,
0: yeah. Rainless Goo. I love that.
2: Could that be my new name? Yeah, DJ, Rainless Goo on the
0: decks. (laughs) Do you know what's really funny? When I was very young, uh, I think I was in fourth class in school, we created a band. I was in a band called LFD, you know, for my surname and their surnames. Yeah. Uh, But we did have a song called The Goo is Sticky.
2: Oh, it's all making sense now, you know? So there you go. DJ, Rainless (laughs) Goo. Yeah. (laughs) Rainless Goo on the decks. Yeah. Move over, Frank Jed. Yes. <laughs> it's Rainless <Coming>. Goo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Oh, that's brilliant.
2: DJ, DJ, wah, wah, Rainless oh, Goo. Yeah. That is too good. I, I want that. This is the greatest DJ Airhorn ever.
0: Oh, Rainless Goo on the decks. I love this. You're going
2: to be down in a nightclub down in Sligo opening a DJ Rainless glue, Goo, and then Coolio <laughs> will come on after you, and we are like, this is amazing. Um,
1: yeah.
2: Right. Uh, I'd like to now bring the mood down a little bit a bit more miserable speaking of things to watch on uh, Netflix there was a series um, that I a movie sorry this was a documentary Three Identical Strangers have you seen it?
0: No, I haven't seen it. I've heard a lot about
2: it though. So I wanted to watch something a little bit up, you know, uplifting, a bit nice going to bed last night and it started off lovely. It was about uh, three identical twins uh, twins, triplets, three identical triplets who were separated at birth and then randomly found each other. And I, I suppose I don't, if you haven't seen it, I don't really give away what happens at all, but definitely definitely want to watch, but it is oh.
0: As far as I know, was it an experiment?
2: Again, yes it was. Answer. Spoiler alert, but... Uh, it is. It's so, so good, but it does get so, so miserable. So, if you haven't and watched it's that... it's true. Oh, 100% true. It was like Nazi stuff they were doing in the 80s over in America. And, uh, oh, it just starts off really cool, starts off really fun, really nice. The guy, th- th- this isn't really a spoiler, but the guy who starts off the documentary, one of the three identical twins, he will winds up going to college. So, he's going to a university college. He's 19 years of age and he's rocking up, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And he... Has never been to this college before. He knows no one. It's his first year there. Uh, and he's obviously a bit nervous about going there. He's never really played sports. He's not really that outgoing, a bit introvert. And he's strolling up and he's walking up. And everyone's like going to him, hey man, how's it going? What's the story? Like every second person is high-fiving him, is picking him up and like going, oh, what are you doing here? What's the story, man? And he was like, okay, this, this is a little weird. Everyone at the college knew him. And he was like, okay, it's my first, day here what's going on and then someone started calling him a different name he's like that's not me and then some other fella walked into the room was like oh my god you are the image of this guy that was here last year who has since dropped out and he was like is your birthday on the 12th of whatever 1971 he's like yeah how'd you know that I goes were you adopted yeah how'd you know that and then they legged it back and found his brother and it turns out there was a there was three of them, three identical twins, never knew they had any brothers, never knew they had any other relatives. And they all found each other in the most craziest of circumstances. And it all starts off really good because they become really, really famous, you know, really super famous in America at the time, doing all the late night chat shows, doing all the TV covers and the newspaper articles. And uh, then it just gets really... (laughs) <laughs> then it just gets really miserable and sad in the oh present. no
1: yeah.
2: uh, it's definitely worth watching it's insane it's insane what happened in that you, again it's one of those things where you won't believe it but uh, three identical strangers amazing documentary definitely one to watch
0: well, Like if that happened to you you would just be so like terrified that there'd be more of you I don't mean more of you obviously they're triplets but like you'd be like what they're quadruplets is there going to be another one we're going to find yeah
2: I know yeah yeah well it wasn't that kind of experiment where they're cloning people and they're just like yeah there's 78 of yours but um, there was it was a very uh, very weird one if you watch it you'll know what I'm on about but if you haven't seen it three identical strangers about an hour hour and a half long worth an old binge if you've nothing else to do and it's just one of those ones where you're like ah lads
0: come on really definitely watch that
2: yeah definitely a good one to watch on the way next would you ever give up money uh, would you go and go completely off the grid and just live off the food that's there in the wilderness and the dead animals that are on the road? Uh, David a Suelo, I should say, decided about 15, 20 years ago that he was fed up with this system that we live in. He thought money makes us all corrupt and evil and greedy and that he didn't want any other part of it. So he lived in a cave for many, many years. Uh, why did he do it? How did he get on? What's he doing now? And any advice for all of us who are still trapped by Needing, wanting, and having money. Well, he'll be on the way next here in FM104.
1: This is Room 104 with Cormac and Sersha. FM 104. This is room 104 with Cormac and Sersha?
0: FM 104.
2: It's FM 104. You're listening to Cormac and Sersha here. Uh, Sersha, could you live without money?
0: Never. Like, I spend money like there's no tomorrow. I never have money by the end of the month. Like, you name it takeaways, online shopping, going into pennies when it is open. Like, this is the only time that I've been able to save because there's nothing. Because
2: <laughs> of a global pandemic, buy. yeah, and everything yeah. has been shut down. Uh, listen, let us know. Could you go without money? Is money overrated or are, you just, are we all just a slave to it? Let us know. What your, what your thoughts are seven six seven nine seven one zero four. because now we're talking to somebody who decided to quit money and take up residency in a cave lives completely off the grid doesn't have a bank account doesn't have an atm card uh, doesn't spend any money lives off the land and joining us now to talk about how and why and is it even possible in 2020 to not use the thing that we all love so much money daniel suelo how are you sir
1: hi doing good <laughs> Is, is this
2: true? Then you gave up money years ago and have have haven't had it ever since.
1: Yeah, well, semi true. I gave up money in two thousand and five years ago. I started using it again to take care of my aging parents so i'm not completely without money right now for 15 years i live completely without money
2: and um, i suppose
1: why for a lot of reasons spiritual reasons political reasons i kind of feel like money is sort of like taking possession of us and makes us do weird crazy things
0: yeah it probably does but i mean it's very hard to live without it i mean food essentials you
1: need well um part of the way i see it is we're so programmed living under the money system that we can't imagine a world without it but the infinite universe lives without money like wild animals and humans lived without money for way longer than we lived with money and it's a gift economy principle I this is what nature runs on nothing in nature has this idea that oh you got to pay me back like i get a, a raspberry from a bush and the bush doesn't demand it back but it all works out
2: this is obviously a huge decision to kind of remove yourself from the day-to-day what well, you know for want of a better word normal society what was- was the final kind of straw that broke the camel's back from your perspective where you decided, nah, this isn't for me and I'm gonna, you know, for 15 years, remove myself from this system? It
1: wasn't like an instant epiphany that I had, it was pretty much the whole decade of the 90's I was thinking about this and I was observing what interactions among people and what it does to us in my own psyche.
0: Where were you living?
1: When I gave up my last money I was on the east coast of the US, I was hitchhiking down the east coast with a friend and got rid of my last money. And basically we were dumpster diving and also living off of people's generosity. But there is so much food thrown away in dumpsters, both here in the States and in Europe, that uh, it's pretty incredible.
0: And then how did you shower? Did you use the sea?
1: Like what, what way did you clean yourself? I would bathe in creeks and canals and also restrooms When I'm hitchhiking, I've actually kept pretty clean. I know there are a lot of vagabonds that reap the high heavens, and it's possible if you put your mind to it.
2: Obviously, for a 15-year stretch, you went completely without money, and either through dumpster diving or through maybe, you know, eating out in the wild. Was there ever, like, what was the toughest moment? Like, did you ever consider, was there ever a day where you were like, "Uh, maybe this isn't working out and I should go back and get a job and start, you know, using money again?
1: Yeah, that happened quite often. Like, I would wake up one morning and think I'd be out in the middle of nowhere, especially when I'm out hitchhiking, and I'd think, there's no way on earth I'm going to get anything to eat today, you know, and I'd already been doing this for a couple of years, and then I'd remind myself, well, okay, I've been doing this long, and I still haven't gone a day without food, so worried now, and it's almost like a mystical faith thing, and I'd remind myself of that. And as soon as my thoughts would settle down, somebody would come by and offer me something or I would find something. I also thought, it doesn't even matter.
0: Was there times at night that you were freezing cold, that you were sleeping rough, I assume?
1: I've always found, like, eggs and blankets. And I, I don't know, I enjoy sleeping out. I, I sleep better outdoors than I do in. Granted, I am in a land of plenty and there's always, like, stuff everywhere.
2: What have been some of the maybe stranger things that you've ever had to eat?
1: I've eaten grub and insects, and I've eaten lots of roadkill. Like, I did a bike trip down the West Coast and practically lived off of roadkill deer and squirrels, and that was plentiful, too. Would you cook them over a fire, or would you just... I would make a little rocket stove out of a tin can and cook over that. And usually the meat, I would boil it for... Quite a long time, yeah. You know, it was just like prime tender meat you'd buy at a supermarket. Prime tender roadkill, wow, freshly yeah. cooked, uh, home God, homegrown. That's not
0: something I'd be into now. I don't know. Yeah, um, was there ever any moments
2: like when you're doing this for fifteen years and you're kind of sleeping rough? Was there ever? Any, did you ever feel like unsafe? Was there any ever like dangerous moments where you, you know, you'd encounters with other people or situations kind of turned
1: bad? The only times I felt unsafe was from law enforcement Hmm. but um, you know like living in the cracks and keeping away from law enforcement because a lot of times there's just no place to sleep except on you know you have to squat and then I've train hopped a lot too and felt the same thing train hopping it's a little sketchy something exhilarating about that too but as far as like wild animals and insects and all that stuff
0: now that you're minding your mum so you're earning a little bit of money and life has changed a little bit will you ever go back to no money
1: i would like to go back to living without money and i use minimal amount with her but i'm still like after five years i'm still getting used to the idea of going to this grocery store and buying groceries for her and me and and paying bills
2: so do you want to do you mind me if i go back and just you're over kind of overall arching belief about money then is what
1: money is basically illusion that we've all decided to believe it is real because two or more people believe it's real you know i'm not saying that it's nothing but it except that it is a belief in our head that's all it is it it isn't even a substance not a physical substance it's agreement between two or more people and the thing that makes it work is because we agree that it works and um the idea of gift economy, the natural process, is that there's no sense of credit debt. You come as you need them, and they don't come when you don't need them. That's natural selection. That's the way nature has functioned for millions of years, and we somehow lost faith in that process. Like, there's not a nation hardly on Earth that can even balance budget and we're massively in debt and it should questioning what is this money thing that has a grip on us got a grip on the whole world like is there a, is there another alternative and i would like to get people to question this whole thing
2: and what does your uh your family and friends make of the lifestyle that you led for like 15 years
1: um in the beginning of course people are kind of crazy but people also think it's kind of fun it, you know and i was younger when i started too but um as i did a longer and it was working and I could articulate about it people started perking up and listening whether my family or friends and thinking well maybe this is so crazy after all.
0: Have you met any other people uh, living this life?
1: The people that are Practically living without money, and several people have joined me. In fact, at the same time, I a couple of years after I gave up money, there's a guy. Actually, he's Irish. He was in the UK. I think he was in Britain at that time. He gave up money.
2: The one thing I'd, I'd worry about with that lifestyle is, as you mentioned, it's kind of okay doing it when maybe you're younger and stronger. But do you like do you worry about when you're maybe you know old age and getting to retirement age, and you don't don't necessarily maybe have a, a place like a, a home that you can go to bed every night and be kind of safe and. Warm? and have people looking after you? Like, are you going to be planning on living, living rough pretty much for the rest of your life?
1: Yeah, that question comes up a lot. Probably that's one of the biggest questions. But one of the inspirations was Keith Pilgrim. I don't know if you've heard of her. She wandered for almost 30 years in the U.S., coast to coast, back and forth, walking with no money at all. And she was more hardcore than me. She died at 79. And then there was Heidi Marie Schwermer in Germany. She lived with, without money longer than me. And she would get that question all the time. But I think she died a couple years ago. I've sometimes thought about that and I thought well we're all going to die sooner or later you know and I just think about how humans have lived for hundreds of thousands of years and I kind of, that's part of this philosophy and it's a faith thing take things as they come, and we're all going to die sooner or later and live life to the fullest
0: But I just feel that if you didn't have any money then you couldn't experience certain things like I mean going on a, an aeroplane to a different country or you know going to experience something completely new that you need to be able to fund yourself to go there
1: Yeah it's that's the way with everything Thing. Uh, people with money don't experience what I've experienced. Like, there's a certain exhilaration in taking things as they come. It's funner for a child to get a wrapped present from the Christmas tree than it is to know what they're getting. But, like, there's something really exhilarating about not planning and seeing what surprises are going to come up day by day. And things become so magical. It's like I often wish, like, when I'm out on the road or out in the wilderness, wow, I wish people could experience what I'm experiencing. But our lives are so planned and so controlled that we bar ourselves from the miracle that's life and sure I give up things that money can buy but I find that I my happiest times are when I just let go and take things as they come
2: over the 15 years that you've or you were doing that without money living in the wilderness and going from place to place and not knowing what was happening what was the kind of the best moment of those 15 years
1: oh that's always hard to say. Cause, cause really part of the idea of living this way, like what I, I would call living by faith is living in the moment and not thinking well, this time is better than another or that time was better than this. The mentality always has to be this right in the best moment of my life. And that's what I have to say even right now. Like as soon as I start comparing calculating values, then that's when the joy of life goes away. So I always have a hard time with questions like what's your favorite this or that, mm. or what's your favorite time. And, um, even now, like I have to take that mentality now, like I've learned since being here, caretaking my mom. is Okay, what did I learn through all that time of li- living without money? When I'm starting to pine for it, think for the good days, then I've ceased living right now. And I would have to say, this, this right now, even though I'm now living with money in a more of a controlled environment, I have to look at this as the best moment of my life.
2: Well, we'll take that. Best moment of your life here on FM 104. Happy day, Sir. We're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say then? <laughs> just to maybe to to, to wrap up, right, um, a lot of people right now with the COVID-19 pandemic are being laid off and being put out of work and very, very stressful times for people who are obviously still in the system, still need to pay rent or as much as possible and pay for food. I mean, it, there might now be an opportunity for you to share some wisdom with them with regards to money what would you say to the average person who's listening right now uh who still finds money incredibly important what like one piece of advice would you give to them
1: don't worry like if all of it's going to fail sooner or later so get used to it like civilization existed is eventually crumbled whether by pandemics or economic collapses or war or whatever and um it's just a matter of keeping your mind in the present and taking what comes good and bad as it comes and i feel like things like pandemics bring out the best in us and the worst and we can choose which one
2: right well listen yes some um, wise words yeah definitely Um, it's uh, Daniel thanks a million for speaking with us this evening I, I know you've written a, a book on the issue but is there um, either would you like to give the title of the book or is there anywhere online that either you're documenting this
1: or producing stuff yeah the book by Mark Sunbeam, the man who quit money and also I have a blog you can just google it Um, I have a blog and website the the website is called Living with Google and the the blog is called Moneyless World and um, you can find it
2: Lovely, Um, Daniel Suelo thank you uh, very much for speaking to us this evening and uh, very best of luck in the future
1: Well thank you, pleasure